welcome to the Late Night Race Review. Ferrari finally go full ghost mode. Guan Yu Zhou goes full dick mode. Lando in Dreamland with two in a row. As Red Bull smash records with 12 in a row. It's the Hungarian Grand Prix. We wrap it up with a look at our fantasy league and our predictions game, as always. Don't forget to support the podcast by hitting those like, follow and subscribe buttons. Welcome back to the Late Night Race Review. I am Owen Scott and I'm back. And with me as always is Dave Jericho and Isidro Consalvish. We're jumping straight in today, lads. No kissing, no fancy stuff. The return of the Rick this weekend (laughs) Uh, in Hungary and outperforming his teammates straight off the bat. What are our thoughts, lads? Are we we happy to see Danny Rick back on the, the starting grid again or should he just go home? Our thirds? So, <laughs> I can't, so my third is. Uh, <laughs> what are your thirds? Um, what is my third? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm delighted to see Ricardo back on the grid, and he did. A, I thought he had a great weekend, considering it was his, you know, his first time back in, in in uh, in, in quite some time. Uh, I yeah, I, I I don't know. Look, uh, look. I always said I didn't think that De Vries should have had that seat. I didn't think he was maybe showed what what that he had, what it took. Um. So, yeah, I thought it was great. It was great. You had a great weekend. What What, what are you thinking on it? Um. Well, I was going to ask you straight off the bat there. What What uh, do you think? Defries was given enough time. I know he probably didn't deserve the seat, but was he given enough time? Oh no, no, not at all. I mean, he definitely, he definitely should have got the season at least to show what he could do. I mean, whether I thought or anyone thought whether he deserved the seat or not is irrelevant. He still should have got a season to prove it. I mean, I don't think. There was nothing to gain or lose by having him in that seat. I don't think they were going to lose out on any sort of particular sponsorship. I don't think they were going to lose out on. There was no points they were going to gain. I don't. That car seems tripe, so I don't think they were going to really, you know, it, it squeeze out any points finishes different to having to freeze there. So, um, yeah, I, I think he should have got the whole season anyway, at least, and then made the call at the end of the season. But, um, but look, Daniel Ricciardo's back, so fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Cedra, what are your thoughts on on Ricardo being back in the grid? It's good to see him back. He did well, considering that he's been away from uh, from seat and starting on Alpha Tauri today and finishing a P thirteen. I think that's that's good. I, I I wasn't expecting to see him on the top ten. To be fair, mm. the fact that he finished the race P thirteen, solid race. So more to come. I hope. It's when I br- saw him, oh sorry, sorry. Go on, Dave, go on, go on, go on. When I saw him coming in at when you or when he's uh, look, we, we'll get into the start of the race and what happened and stuff like that. But when I saw him sort of at the, early on in the race, down at the back, sort of P eighteen and stuff like that, I was like, oh yeah, if this is where he finishes now, it's going to be like, oh here's old Daniel back again, like yeah. <laughs> you know. So thankfully now he at least finished in the same position he started in. Yeah, and again, outperforming Sonoda, which DeFreeze wasn't doing on a regular basis. Exactly. And Sonoda, I'd say it's awkward for Sonoda, though. He's sort of the number one driver there. And now you've got Daniel Ricciardo, who's obviously much more experienced, who's, uh, you would imagine, week in, week out, is going to show you up. So that's going to be a bit awkward, isn't it? Yeah, That's where we put the meme. 
I'm the number one driver now. In <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th I think a, a grid with Danny Ricardo is is always good. It's it's hard to see him uh, away from the grid. He's always a positive around the place. I, he mightn't do lots of stuff in the an AlphaTauri car, but it's it's good to have him there, and he's better on the grid than than De Vries anyway. And Willie, do does anyone think he's gonna like what will happen for next season? Do they? Do you think they'll just have him there for the end of the season and then make a call at the end of the season? Uh, whether they, you know, you know, to, to basically just swap him out for an F2 driver, or do you think he'll get next season out of it as well? It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because that's it's not standard for AlphaTauri to take on an older driver like this. They're, that's not their thing. Mm. Um, so it, it'll be really interesting to see what they do. Do they? Where, where does where does Ricardo go? Um, does he stay on the grid? It, it, it's hard to it's hard to know. I think if he performs well this season, like why would you get rid of a driver that performs well for your team? It could be Yuki under uh, under a bit of pressure, maybe. Well, that's it. And the language coming out from Red Bull like is different from like Christian Horner and Daniel Ricciardo. It's sort of like you know, show us what you've got, and you know, you know, nothing's off the table in terms of the Red Bull seat type thing. You know, obviously no one's saying he's getting the Red Bull seat, but they're not dismissing it. They're sort of saying you know, show us what you got. Whereas Helmut Marco just like he's like an Alzheimer's patient that just shovels shite out of his mouth. Whatever comes into his head, he just shovels it out again. Like he just <laughs> like, he just blurts stuff out. Like he's a horrific man. Like, um, and he's just saying like, there's no chance Daniel Ricciardo's ever getting into that Red Bull seat again. And you're just like, Jesus, dude. Like maybe wait and see. Like at least let his arse fucking warm up the fucking Alpha Terry seat first before you do that. Like again, a, a grid without Helmut Marco would be a very uninteresting place i think oh jesus awful in a time that we need interesting characters in f1 because as i've said before the podcast started it's starting to get a little boring isn't it yeah do you know uh, the dream team would be uh helmet marco in Haas with gunter steiner <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh god netflix will be jumping on that now careful. oh absolutely uh, well, anyway, let, let's let's move on. We had a new structure this weekend in Hungary, and it was all based around the tyres. Uh, Dave, we'll, we'll jump in with your thoughts. Do you think it had an effect on the weekend overall, and and was it a was it a positive change? It was. Uh, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I, I still I I think I'd need to see it uh, done again to see whether I like it or not. It's sort of like one of those things where I see the positives and I see the negatives. Um, Positives being obviously, you know, it's it's a little bit more of an even playing field where, you know, you all have to go out on the same tire. Um, but it's sort of maybe hindering the lower teams a bit more where they might need the soft tire to get themselves out of um you know, out of the bottom five, say in Q1. Uh they don't have that anymore. They don't have that luxury to be able to put on a faster tire when, say, you know, the Red Bulls are maybe saving the soft tire they can go out on a hard tire or a medium tire and comfortably get through into, into Q2, whereas the likes of Williams and so on and so forth might need that, that soft tire to make that happen. That's one side of it. On the other side of it as well, then you've got cars that like cars that are set up to run and, and are more suited to different compounds of tire. Whereas, you know, so you're, you're putting on a hard tire where a car is maybe or a driver is not maybe necessarily comfortable with that tire. Um, so we saw that a couple of in a couple of places. And off the top of my head, I can't quite recall back to qualifying. But I, I do know there was some cars and, and drivers struggling on those hard tires to begin with. So I think the first uh, the first time they are doing this, it's still too early to have a proper opinion. But from a, a fan perspective if you are on the on the 
if you're there this weekend uh, for the for the practice, there were few cars on the road. That was one of the complaints that Alonso was talking about that people pay a ticket to see the drivers and some teams they barely came out yeah, because they had the to save thing. the tires. They mm -hmm. reduced from 13 to 11. I understand the environment perspective, but uh, I'm not sure if this allocation is right. Trying to level the field by the tires not really the way to go. But surely. Each car is, is different and just because you give them the same tires doesn't mean that you're going to have the, the same results. Most likely better cars will still get on front. Hmm. Although we had a surprise with the Alfa Romeos using this uh, strategy. Uh, and now what was, will possibly be a weekly occurrence uh, at, at this stage. Uh, another record was broken by uh, Max Verstappen and 12 race wins in a row. Um, Dave, are we witnessing greatness here or is Max just the beneficiary of some nice cost cap breaking by Red Bull? What do you think? Uh, no, no, it's, it's greatness. Like, I mean, the, the great team, great designers, great driver. Uh, it's just a whole package that's just happened to come together at the right time for, for them. Um, so, yeah, it's 100% great, just greatness. It's it's the same as when you saw Hamilton dominating in the Mercedes. You know, Bottas wasn't able to, or Rosberg more often than not, wasn't able to achieve what he achieved in that car. So it just shows when you get the right driver in the right car, right team at the right time, you have this sort of dominance. So as much as us as fans want to see a bit more kind of racing and, and battling on track, Unfortunately, this is what happens when that uh, when a team gets it completely right mm. <laughs> and nobody else does. Yeah. Uh, Cedro, can I ask you a hypothetical? Um, is Max's success killing kind of the fair weather fan uh, interest in, in F1? And like, there's, there's no real drama uh, in a dominant champion. Do you think this is hurting the sport, the fact that he's so dominant? Uh, a little bit, yeah. At least until last week when we saw McLaren bringing the upgrades and putting a little bit of uh, concern on the Red Bull. And even today, although Max was over 33 seconds, I think that McLaren and even the Mercedes today are showing a little bit, uh, they are late, but I think they are bringing a bit more action to the race and putting the Red Bulls in check, at least until the end of the season. Dave, do you think Max um, might be feeling just a little bit under-pushed this season? Is there a part of his competitive edge that might be a little bit irked by how much or how easily he's winning every week? Uh, I'd say he's, like, I mean, he's a racing driver, so he's going to want to, he's going to want to be battling with uh, other drivers, but he doesn't strike me as someone who's going to turn down a world championship if he if he walks it either like you know um yeah. so i i think he's going to be if he not if when he wins the, the his third world championship this year um i don't think he's going to care whether he was battling with hamilton or lando or the ferraris i think he's just he's he's won he's got another one under his belt and that's all that will matter but mm. you know at the end of the day it's funny, like drivers will always say like how much they want to be battling and how much they want to be in the mix and stuff like that. But uh, if that sort of, you know, it comes at the cost of winning the race, then all of a sudden they don't want to be battling with everybody. You know, they'd rather be, they'd be complaining about what's, what's Red Bull done to this car that all of a sudden now we're not winning races by 33 seconds. Yeah, yeah, true.
Do you think there's a part of Max that, uh, or or that 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 Max on on his off time goes down to like fight clubs or something, and is just picking fights with random people in order just to feel just competitive his... in some way? <laughs> get his aggression out, like just <laughs> randomly punches someone. Yeah, yeah. C- competing in synchronized swimming on the weekend just for the crack. <laughs> um. Anyway, the, the, it was um, uh, there there was some hope when we saw Hamilton taking the 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 pole in, in qualifying. But it was very quickly dashed, wasn't it, after turn one? Yeah, I don't know. I think, yeah, we, we were all really on, um, got carried away thinking that, oh, maybe we, we've seen, you know, and not only did we see Hamilton get pole position, but Lando Norris had the chance of getting pole position, but just had a poor final lap. So when I saw that, we were kind of like, Jesus, and, and Verstappen went out, wasn't able to improve. I thinking, maybe this is going to be a close race. I, then after at the start of the race where we saw um, Piastri was sort of behind Verstappen, I was kind of I, I was kind of regretting that. I was kind of thinking, oh, that should have been a Lando is yeah. the one that you want there. I th- just think he would have been maybe been a bit more aggressive. Um, but um, yeah, look, it is what it is. <laughs> that's that's the way the chips fell, and unfortunately, yeah. um, and Sergio Perez then coming from a bit further back, um, but what looked like been another week of pressure mounting on Sergio he's 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 come back and he's showing some form do you think he's Cedro do you think he's kind of rescued his reputation a little bit this weekend I I think he's he's working on getting his contract renewed for next year <laughs> right and today he he did a very good race he was aggressive he hasn't been that aggressive in previous races so he really want to get to the podium today and we saw that he fought from the P9 up to P3 with a different strategy than uh, Max was. And he did uh, he did very good overtakes and he, he did a great race overall. He deserves to be on the podium today. And maybe please the gods at Red Bull that uh, he deserves to be there for next season. And Dave, is if it, he keeps fighting sorry, this, sorry. if he keeps <laughs> fighting this uh, the way he's doing now, I think that it'll be more interesting for for us. By the end of the season, yeah. Uh, Isidro, your cadence sometimes—you take very long pauses, and I just want to jump right in there. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you're done or not. Um, so sorry for jumping in there, uh, Dave. Do you think Red Bull will be looking at Sergio's performances and maybe comparing them to maybe last year, or the year before? That this seems to be a constant reoccurrence with Sergio in in that. He'll have great performances at the start of the season. He'll kind of dip off a little bit. And then when contract talks are coming around, he starts to pick up again and just about saves his seat. Do you think Red Bull will look at it and go, okay, we need something new in here. Is this going to be the end of of Sergio? I'd I'd nearly be surprised if it wasn't. Given how ruthless Helmut Marco is, I would be surprised if it wasn't. That being said, like this was definitely one of his better races today uh from Perez because usually when we see him battling from the back he tends to take a long time to get past certain cars um and he's usually sort of yeah that that middle pack before he gets to the front that middle pack it usually takes him quite some time to get through but today he kind of carved through it quite quickly so I I was kind of I was impressed I thought it was definitely one of his better drives but again when we say it's one of his better drives, it's yet again another one of his recovery drives. So we're just saying it's one of his better recovery drives. So, yeah, if I was Red Bull, I was I'd be thinking um, it would really want to improve. I think from here to the end of the season, 
he'd want to be qualifying well and start, you know, and, and, and finishing strong. Like, I mean, look, even if he's not finishing second behind Verstappen, at least get your car up in the top four at, uh, for qualifying and, and finishing, you know, up uh, close to the podium or on the podium each race. Um, because yeah, just every week we, since probably the second or third race of the season, it's been another Perez recovery drive is all we're talking about. So mm. yeah, be interesting. Cedro, do you think Red Bull are, if Verstappen keeps on winning the way he is and they easily get a constructor's title, do you think they're happy enough with having Sergio there? He picks up a few points throughout the season, but ultimately he doesn't challenge Max really in any way. Are they happy with that to let Max just run and and, uh, dominate everything? If he keeps getting points, yeah. I don't think they would, I don't want to say upset, but they don't want to have a kind of, Hamilton Rodsberg with Mercedes where they will be fighting and crashing. Mm. So Paris doesn't mind to be second seat, doesn't want doesn't want to get a fight into Paris, uh, a fight into Max. So yeah, I think uh, Red Bull is happy having Paris there on the second seat without fighting too hard to be the number one driver. Mm. Dave. But that's only good if you have like at the moment Max Verstappen's winning the constructors championship by himself with the m- amount of points that he's won that's how dominant he's been so having perez perform the way he is it- it's fine at the moment because max and that car is performing so well but i mean say next se- next season if other cars catch up i mean we say this every year if 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 but if other cars catch up um then it's maybe not going to suit red bull because now you've got if you have two, say if you had two Mercedes that only finish second and third all race, Max Verstappen wins every race next season. But the Mercedes finish second and third every race next season. Well, all of a sudden now that constructors and Perez doing his recovery drives every week is not acceptable anymore. So it's only beneficial to them at the moment because Max is so dominant. But I don't think that's going to last. I think I think if if cars start closing the gap to Red Bull, which is a huge if, because like I said, it was thirty three seconds today, and it's usually thirty seconds, twenty thirty seconds every race. Mm. Um, so there's a lot to catch up there. But if they do, then they're going to want another driver who's going to be able to you know sit on the rear wing of Max Verstappen the whole way. On the other hand, if if Max continues to be dominant, do you think Red Bull take a, a punt on a young driver, someone uh, you know, um, someone possibly coming in even from from F two, just take a chance because Sergio's not really doing anything. No, I think I like, and I know it's only rumor, but they were talking about that there had been some sort of contact uh, with Lando and Leclerc's camps. Now again, it's rumor, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if they haven't sort of sounded out those drivers as a replacement for 20 but they're talking about that for 2026 mm-hmm. um so i mean i think the idea is they want two competitive drivers i don't think they want a number one and a number two and a number two who's happy to be you know you know just sitting in the background like you know and as a, as a wingman for for Sappen. i think they do want two competitive drivers um that's i mean that's what red bull are, that's what that's their brand is about like you know isidro I don't think uh, Norris and Leclerc would be happy sitting on the number two. They are they are number one drivers on their teams at the moment. I don't think going to Red Bull and say you just sit there and help Max uh, as you can. I don't think that would play well 
with but them. that's but that's what I, I think that's what Red Bull are saying though they want two competitive drivers so I think that's what they would be if that did happen that's what they would be sold under they would be sort of told that there is no number one and number two you are there to, if you can compete with Max Verstappen then do it like you know don't we don't want you to sit there and kind of oh you're, you're in second and Hamilton's catching so oh can you please hold up Hamilton there so uh you know Verstappen can make, you know, that's not what we want. We want someone who's going to be able to challenge Max for world titles and race wins. Um, I'd say that's what they're going to be selling on because that's what the, the sort of the talk is from, from Christian Horner. Now, where that's what they're saying publicly and what happens behind the scenes is very different. Who knows? Like, but um, it would make sense. Like I said, the, the Red Bull brand is sort of, um, you know, it's all about competitiveness. So having, having someone playing second fiddle, that's not what Red Bull are about. Like, so yeah. it would be, it, yeah, wouldn't surprise me that they got a competitive driver in there. Yeah, and and the perfect segue. Thank you for setting me up, lads. Uh, Lando Norris and McLaren and Red Bull. McLaren uh, with another fantastic weekend and two consecutive podiums for the team. Do we think that this new upgrade is secretly just last year's Red Bull car that they found around the back of the Milton Keynes facility? Is it possible, Dave? Oh, that this Aston or this Aston Martin. Sorry, we're so used to to being surprised at Aston Martin's pace now. It's <laughs> McLaren's turn. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, we were only just before the podcast, we were sort of doing a little bit of a track back through some some results and stuff. And they were consistently finishing outside the top 10 for the first half of the season. Then Canada, oh, no, sorry, Aust uh, Austria, they got the, um, Lando got the upgrades and finished P4. Um, then we had... Silver, and then we kind of thought, well, you know, that this might be track specific. We thought, okay, Silverstone will be the test because they'll both have it. Um, and I think Lando got a few extra bits as well. And then I think they finished what two and four. Uh, I think Lando finished second and and, and uh, Piastri fourth in um, in Silverstone. And you're kind of thinking, wow, okay, Silverstone again. Everyone's thinking, okay, yeah, but it's not going to happen in Hungary. And it, you know, here it, here we are. We've just watched Hungary as well, and I mean. Okay, Perez was slowly catching Lando, but largely he had that second place sewn up long ago. Like, you know, and, and Perez was only catching uh, Lando because he was burning through his tires. So those upgrades are phenomenal. I have no, I, I'd love to hear uh, sort of a technical breakdown of those updates and why they're so powerful. Because, I mean, that is a, that's monstrous. Like, there's, there's no other team on the grid that's done that. Yeah. anyone like it's but, monstrous in, in such a short like literally it was like uh, flicking on the lights it just went from okay we're finishing outside the top 10 here you go here's your upgrades oh p4 and then we're just imp we'll just tweak this a little bit two two back-to-back p2s like yeah I, 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 i'm half expecting some sort of a doping allegation or something going on though <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they've been injecting Lando's arse with fucking. <laughs> uh, yeah, giving Lando a bunch of coke before he goes on the grid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of Lando, he must be on cloud nine at the moment. From from what seemed to be an absolute tractor to what is a really competitive car now. He, he had a great race today, Cedro, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And it's funny you talking about the tractor because he was complaining close to the end that the. There was a lot of cars on the road and he was having trouble passing by. He was complaining about that. And the guy, this guy is saying, well, just uh, a couple uh, races ago, you were the one <laughs> yeah, <laughs> on exactly. that same position. And now he's complaining. 
Yeah. But yeah, Nando uh, Lando is doing great at the moment. <laughs> Did the, you those... call him Nando? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hungry all Chicken of a wing. <laughs> <laughs> so the upgrades are really working for him at the moment. No, not so sure about Piastri, but uh, Lando is doing great with the with McLaren. It's really it's really up there. It's yeah. not just a fluke. Great, great to see. And Oscar Piastri, I think, like yet again, up high in the points. A decent performance, but he got caught by Perez and Hamilton. Um, will he feel a little bit hard done by, or yeah, was he was he destined to be back behind those two today, Dave? Uh, I thought when I heard Martin Brundle and all the lads on the commentary going off about um, Piastri has the right to kind of be complaining. You know, he was in the lead, and now this pit stop has sort of suited Lando. And I need to call him Nando. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, it suited Lando that he came out ahead of Piastri and stuff like that. I'm like, nah, this is, it's, and and fair play, Piastri said nothing. He was, he was yeah. tight-lipped on the radio. He just put his head down and went about his business. It, he's a rookie driver. Like, and I'm sure in the back of his head, he's thinking, I saw what just happened to fucking Nick the Freeze yes. here. I'm not saying a damn thing. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to put me back out in P13? Excellent. I yeah. love it. Great idea. <laughs> Um, yeah, fair play to him. He's 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 right up there, and she's long may it continue. Um, exactly. And sorry, he's just caught right. Like I mean, but, he's had he finished P four in um, in uh, the sorry in Silverstone, and I mean he finished P five today. I mean that's for a rookie driver with with a car that has only just been turned on, like literally, like so. Um, that's that's fucking great. Like, I mean, you have to remember, Lando's been there ages. Lando's like, he feels like he's been in Formula One for twenty years, nearly at this stage. Like, you know, but uh, so for a rookie driver to be uh, to be putting out, actually, when you consider what Perez is doing, how long he's been in Formula One, and what he's yeah. doing in that Red Bull, then look at what Piastri is doing in that McLaren. Conversation over. There's nobody that can argue against what Piastri's done. Yeah, exactly. Go on, Cedro. Try it. I think Piastri was uh, did very good, but could do better. I'm not sure if the fight with Checo it damaged something in the car because since the since Checo fight after that, it just got slower and slower. Hamilton just passed by him. He didn't didn't fight anything. Just let him go through, mm-hmm. and he finished what 15 seconds uh, behind the Mercedes. So I'm not sure if it was something on that McLaren's because I think Piastri would. Would deserve to get the P four today. Did did you think, or do you think that Perez pushed him off? Um, no, it was it was an aggressive drive, but I don't think that. Uh, I mean, there was no penalty or anything. It was just aggressive drive. He could just give up, but he just kept going beside Perez, and he should know better that even it's a Red Bull, so there's no point on fighting because you know Red Bull is a faster car, even though you have a rocket at the moment. Yeah, I don't even know why that went to the stewards for decision. Like, I mean, it, it was just it was just racing. Like, there was nothing. There was nothing there. Like, yeah, good hard racing. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about Mercedes today. Uh, both cars only seemingly coming alive in the last few laps of the race. And what do you think of of Hamilton today, Dave? He had a pretty crappy start, didn't he? Yeah, it was so disappointing. <laughs> it was miserable, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just absolutely miserable. Um, yeah, I. I don't I, like I don't I just don't know what to make of Mercedes like I mean I heard at the start of the race that they've now shifted their focus to the to to next season's car um which I always find can be you know making a public statement like that 
midway through a season is a bit of a cop out to say this is the reason why our results are not going to improve because we're now concentrating on next year's car and then next year come around and they'll do shit and they say well we got the concept wrong again like you know so um sorry yeah what are you gonna say we've heard this before from mercedes do you remember when they said they were going to focus on next year's car yeah that that turned out it's this just every week we hear like either we're focusing on next year's car or we figured out this year's car. I think we were on yeah. top of it. Now. It's like, it's the fucking rinse and repeat. Like, um, so, uh, yeah, I feel bad though. Like, yeah, it was a bad start from Hamilton. I don't think it would have mattered one iota. I think if he had managed to take T turn one from Verstappen, I would imagine he, he probably would have held it for the first, he probably would have held it until the DRS was active. Maybe so, yeah. so lap two or three. Um, and then I think Verstappen would have gone past them. Um, so that was, uh, yeah. So it's just, it was a pity. I think we were all kind of hoping that we had all had our fingers crossed that we were going to have an old school kind of, you know, turn the clock back a couple of years and have a good kind of race between the two of them. But Jesus, that wasn't the case at all. Yeah. There was a point today, this is not to do with Hamilton now, but there was a point today when I saw Verstappen ahead and I was just kind of hoping maybe, a puncture or someone would hit him <laughs> i know that's bad uh, no no exactly i was waiting for yes. an engine to just collapse or something like that. i was like just please something happen here yeah. like just to <laughs> just to allow something different to happen yeah yeah but it, alas it did not no. um give me a rundown of of george russell's weekend uh isidro he had a pretty poor qualifying session and then he had to battle really hard to get back to to p6 today yeah, Russell is just usual. We don't see them coming, and uh, he just finished on the on the points. And today was his uh, his, qual his qualifying was terrible. And today he start P eighteen, finished P sixteen, and slowly just going through everyone and getting the points. And he went through the Ferraris like they don't exist anymore. It it was was a solid race <laughs> as usual. The ghost That's... of Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> So what you can expect from Russell. It's always a solid race and you barely see him talking or complaining about anything. He just wants to drive and that's it. Go on, Dave. Do you know, sorry, I was going to say something else about Russell and I've kind of forgotten it now because when you said about the, about the Ferraris not existing, the Ferraris are kind of like, you know when you play, um, you know when you play the, the, the Formula One game on the Xbox <laughs> the and you mode. get the ghost mode? <laughs> <laughs> Ferrari have gone full ghost mode now. <laughs> Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, shit, I've given myself a stitch in the side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor old Ferrari. Um, oh, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be the title of the podcast, Ferrari Go Ghost Mode. <laughs> yeah, it's going in there now. You just gave yeah. me a good, good one. Um, let, let's, let's go, George. Let's not talk Actually, sorry, that. on George Russell. Sorry, I was going to say something on George Russell. Oh, go uh, He, um, the, his qualifying though, I think that was largely down to his, um, he was put, the, the, basically Mercedes left him so long to go out when they did put him out to set his time. He had so much traffic that he was just getting held up and that's why he didn't improve his, his time, I think. So I don't think it was necessarily him putting in a poor qualifying. I think it was actually the team putting him out at the, on track at the wrong time. Because um, I believe, like I saw interviews with him at the start, and I believe he had uh, choice words to say with the engineering team after the after qualifying. <laughs> yeah, he was none too pleased. Was it Gasly that came on, uh, came up the inside and kind of cut him off coming into into the hit straight? Yeah, like he, it's yeah, no, he wasn't. He wasn't impressed. But I, I don't think he was. It wasn't that he wasn't impressed with anything on track. I think it was more just with his his uh, his engineering team. He just feels that they've made a mistake with what with how they they put him out on track or where they put him out on track. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's go full ghost mode and talk <laughs> about Ferrari. Um, tension today uh, between Leclerc and the pit wall. He was a little bit agitated with them, as as per usual. Um, it's it's turning into a real damp squib of a season for what you titled them, Dave, the Scuderia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Scuderia Ferrari. Uh, yeah, go on. Develop on on Ferrari for me today. Um, do you know there's there's a few little bits and pieces here, and I don't know whether I'm picking stuff that doesn't exist or I, like I'm I don't know whether I'm seeing things that aren't actually there because I just because of <laughs> what's going on. But to start with, I still think so. Yeah, you they had signs on the soft compound tire who was catching Leclerc and had the opportunity of switching them around just temporary and Leclerc would have jumped them back anyway after the pit stop so it would have made no difference to allow signs to go through and at least challenge Hamilton that was up ahead it would have only helped them in the long run but once again that never happened and I don't know whether he was told to hold station there or not but I just I feel they must have been told to hold station and then obviously we had the the fucking pit stop for Leclerc which was just you know another uh, another ferrari special but um then when leclerc got the penalty did you know did, did you remember you got the 5 second penalty and even the commentary made note of it as well because i was watching it's like like signs was catching leclerc and then all of a sudden just the the time was always like 5.2 5.4 5.2 5.1 never went under 5 seconds and i'm like is, that's a bit like i mean surely in theory you would if the if he if Leclerc was faster, you know, signs would be dropping back to six seconds or something like that. Or if signs was quicker, he'd be open to four seconds and stuff like that. But you're trying to tell me that both those drivers were doing identical lap times the whole for the rest of the race. Mm-hmm. No, it looks like he was told to keep it within outside the five seconds. Yeah. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Like I- I'd really love to hear if they just would open up all of the radio communications between between the teams so you could hear the whole time what's, everything. What's yeah, big said. time. Yeah, um, I don't know. I think do, you're right. Do they? I think uh, the um, the Formula One commentary teams and stuff like that. I think they get the full. They, I think they have access. They're open radio waves for the for the uh, within the the commentary boxes and stuff like that. I think I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Like because all teams can hear all communications with right. the drivers, so. Uh, like I would imagine that should be an option. You know, the way that you can now select, I want to follow uh, yeah. Leclerc and I want to watch just from, from Leclerc's view for the whole race. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you want to do that? But exactly. anyway, <laughs> but you can do that. Um, it should also be the same that I, you know, should be able to select now that I want to hear um, all radio communications for, you know, Ferrari, for example, that, that are public communications. Like, yeah, I think that should be, on, Ferrari, yeah. stop pricking around with fucking sprint races and fucking qualifying tires and stuff. Let us hear what's going on with the fucking radio communications. Yeah, exactly. We want to hear the VAR uh, conversations. Come on. Yeah. Um. All right. Enough of the scutteria. Uh, Aston Martin kind of settling into being a, a bit of a mid-table team again. Isidro, what do you think? Yeah, Aston Martin is losing the magic. They are slowly dropping from the from the days of podiums. To yeah. mid back and now just struggling to be on the top ten, and so whatever upgrades they did to the car, uh, they definitely are more downgrades than anything else. Mm. That's I once again only do so much with that at the moment. Yeah, sad to see, isn't it? Because there was a lot of hope there for Alonso in those first few races, and then it just kind of died off, hasn't it? Consistent yeah. podiums and then just nowhere. Yeah. 
very bad. Because um, we, we did think we were going to have like uh, maybe a maybe a Sainz or or uh, Hamilton battling with uh, with Alonso for P2 every week, but it's just disappeared, unfortunately. Yeah. Now we have Verstappen dominating P1, Nando dominating <laughs> P2. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's unfortunate, but yeah, they seem to be just well gone now at this stage, don't they? Yeah. Um, and then the one last thing before we, we kind of, we'll do the, the, the best of the rest. This is pretty much it. The only real notable thing was the Alpine double DNF two weeks in a row. And I, the funny thing is, though, you say that, like, that is probably the biggest thing that actually happened in the race. Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. And, uh, do you know, actually, I'm going to roll this into the uh, the biggest loser of the race. Because so, yeah, and uh, apparently at the start of this, Scotty didn't realize that we did this uh, for the last three three podcasts in a row now. <laughs> so, yes, at the end, we pick our biggest loser and our and our driver of the day. But because uh, we're, we're on this, this is going to be part of my biggest loser. My biggest loser is uh, Joe Guan Yu or Guan Yu Joe. Um, I mean, he started, didn't he start P5 or P6? Yeah. And uh, then hit the arse end of Daniel Ricciardo, who then hit the arse end, I think, of Gasly, was it? And then Gasly went into Ocon or or whichever way it worked out. Yeah. But it was, uh, yeah, it actually like wasn't the Alpine's fault. Like, even though I think uh, on the commentary, they were still adamant that he would have hit him anyway. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> when you saw the on board and, and uh, Daniel Ricciardo hit the back of it, well, Daniel Ricciardo was knocked into the back of uh, the Alpine. You could see uh, the, the the I think it was actually Ocon, wasn't it, who was on the track and then it was Gasly going down the outside. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and you could see then the oversteer, or sorry, the, the, the snap of um, oversteer and then having to try and correct it and then just sent him into the side of the, the other Alpine. So um, it was, yeah, it was definitely Joe who just absolutely upended everybody there. And then he ended up down the back. I think he finished last, did he? Didn't he finish last today? Uh, no, 16th last was Saturday. Uh, uh, was the uh, last one. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We're still 16th. <laughs> so, I mean, that for me, there you go. That That's my biggest loser. And even even though Alpine should technically be the biggest loser because they, they, they both went out after lap one, uh, I'm going to give it to Joe. Can, but uh, Can I make a shout um, you, that we should have a driver of the day? You can have loser, biggest loser of the day. Can we have another one that's dick of the day? Oh, yeah, big time. You can do whatever yeah, you want. I'm, because I would give that to, to Guan Yu Zhou because that was a dick move. He wasn't paying attention and uh, he just went right up the arse of Daniel Ricciardo. And on his debut. Yeah, could have ruined his debut, debut back. Like, come on, fucking yeah. pay attention, Exactly. Joe. That's So you've got dick of the day and loser of the day. <laughs> Jesus, that's a grim, that's a grim headline. <laughs> um, so, well, yeah, will I jump into my uh, loser of the day? Oh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, and then um, we'll do the, the, the hero of the day then afterwards. So, yeah, my double DNF, the Alpines are, are the losers of the day, I think, for me. That was uh, horrific. Yeah, and that's fair. That's absolutely fair. Yeah, <laughs> they love crashing into each other, though. Um, all right, uh, Isidro, go on. Um, same as uh, they, Joe is a loser of the day. I think he got stage fright. Being P5 among the big boys, yeah. I don't know what happened there. But he bogged but, down. Did you see? Did you see his starts? Oh, like horrific. he just—he didn't move. Like I was like, "What is going?" Yeah. Like it was like a granny going down the shopping aisle trying to get the fucking beans. Like, like what the f- move? <laughs> he got stage fright. Never been B five before, so being among the big boys, he was more, just afraid of moving. More, 
more people coming by him than a fucking gangbang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. No, it was. Uh, yeah, no, it's shocking. Like, I mean, you see how quick as well. Bottas fucking had to quickly zip out to, to go past. I was like, I was like, Jesus, Bottas got an incredible start. And then when you see the, the replay, you're like, no, no, <laughs> Joe just fell asleep at the wheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dave, who was your your driver of the day? Oh, okay. My driver of the day, which I'm surprised. So, so hang on a second. Let's go. The official driver of the day was given to Perez, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. And then uh, Isidro re- remind us of the second, who second and third. Ellen Norris and Oscar Piastri. So my driver of the day isn't even there. My driver of the day is George Russell. Right. I think okay. he came from 18th on the grid. Um, I, I, I don't know. I thought like finished sixth. Um. And I mean, yeah, I, I thought I, I, I'd have given him my driver of the day. I would have given it to Perez if he had managed to get that second place. But he just you could see he'd obviously overcooked his tires and he started dropping off from Norris, whereas Russell thought he had overcooked his tires already, but managed to actually overtake the Carlos Sainz and the Ferrari, even with his tires that he thought were dead. And I was just like, ah, do you know what? I think I'm going to I'm going to go with George Russell. I think he deserved that one. Yeah, that's actually a good shout. You you could have possibly changed my my opinion, but I'm not going to go as the same. You just um, just to be interesting, I'm, I'm going to go with Lando. Um, I think he just had a phenomenal race today, and it's yeah. good to see him consecutively getting uh, getting podium. So yeah, I have to give it to Lando today. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. I'm go with the masses. Uh... Paris as driver of the day. Ooh, yeah. Love so, copying homework, so you do. He <laughs> was very aggressive today, and it was it was probably the most aggressive driver on track today, fighting to get to the to get to the podium, basically, and uh, he did great on that way. That's a fair shout, actually. Yeah, yeah, good shout. All, All right. right, okay, we're moving on. We're, we're we're done with Hungary, and we are moving on to our predictions game. Uh, oh, I know everybody there is a fantasy league and fucking we don't get the results by the time we're recording the podcast so yada 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 we post it on our Instagram when we post podcast so just check it out there I'm going to actually <laughs> stop I'm going to stop with this announcer or I'm going to just continue <laughs> and make it more dreary every week <laughs> you're just giving up on it and just you're giving up hope yeah, gone, gone ghost mode on the F1 <laughs> fantasy um, alright so right predictions game so right Hungary I had Verstappen P1, uh, Perez P2, which would have given him driver of the day for me, but uh, goose egg. And Alonso, I, I just thought this was, I, you know, I, I, I thought this was going to be the make or break of Aston Martin. It was going to be, this was going to be their bounce back and track, track specifics were going to be out the window and we were going to see them back on track again. And uh, no, they're, they're fudged. So uh, that's uh, nothing for me. Yeah, gone. Um, okay, my uh, my top three were Verstappen P one, obviously. Nope. Um, I went Perez uh, P two, and then Leclerc P three. Um, wow. Yeah, that was just a random shot in the dark that I didn't have a clue what I was doing. To be fair, though, your your P three got closer than my P three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, barely. So, um, all right, Azidro. Uh, Verstappen first, Perez second, Hamilton third. So close. Yeah, that was close. That was close. Only for Lando Norris. All right. My flop was signs DNF. I, I think someone's due a proper DNF one of these days in out of these teams. Yeah. So anyway, zero. Scotty. 
Yeah, DNFs have been few and far between, apart from Alpines. Alpine uh, are yeah, racking them up. But so I don't think it's really a flop if you call for an Alpine DNF. DNF, I think no, that's no. just actually, guaranteed. Yeah, You'd have guaranteed. to call the lap just to get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, mine was Alonso outside the top ten. Um, oh. I mean, I was close. You were close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't happen though. No. Me was Piastri outside top ten. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that was, it was halfway. Yeah, that was uh, that was not good. Mm. All right, my surprise was I don't know why I put the, how is this a surprise? Like, I know because we called the we called the position right Lando P five, so I got a goose egg on that one. But yeah, I I said Lando P four. Yeah, I said Alonso P four. Well, <laughs> so we uh, wow, there's yeah. a lot of zero, there's a lot of zeros on that page. So the only thing we all got right was the sure thing, which was Verstappen. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus, it's horrible. You can see why we're so far down the fantasy league table now. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's tot up the points, and <laughs> that's uh, we shared the spoils. So that's I'm on six. Scotty, uh, joint in second place there. <laughs> six. <laughs> <laughs> joint in first. Thank you very much. Uh, and Azizro is uh, is uh, last on the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, so uh, what do we got coming up next? Belgium, Spa, right? Spa. My top three. <laughs> um, I had a politically incorrect joke there, but I'll move on. Yeah, uh, leave us, top leave us. three is Verstappen. <laughs> we need the. Uh... Yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to soften it down. Yeah. All no. right. Uh, I'm going with uh, I'm going with Perez P2. And uh, it, it's hard not to, to, to put him there in P3, Lando. Ah! Lando oh, Nando. Jesus. For Have we all sake. gone the same yeah. fucking We've thing? We've all gone the same. <laughs> right, I'm going to change it up. I had the exact same thing. So I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm glad I got to call it first. Yeah. Like... <laughs> right, I'm going to go. Because, yeah, I do think that Perez is going to make a, a, a comeback now. <laughs> comeback. Um, so Verstappen P1, I'm going to go just out of interest, Norris P2. Yeah. And I'm going to go Perez P3. It's fair. Uh, it's fair. Isidro. Uh, I have to change now one. again. You don't have to. I mean, you can all go the same, but I mean, it's uh, it doesn't make Verstappen, you perfect. Perez in Hamilton. Jesus. All right. Okay. Hamilton. So the oh. same as last week or this week? Yeah, it's same yeah. as last week for him. <laughs> Imaginative. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> just went, I gotta change it. What can I change it to? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I see something. Uh, All right. So uh right, my uh, oh flops first. Sorry, I was gonna go for a surprise. Um all right, my flop is going to be uh Leclerc DNF because they're due one. I just, I, I'm just going to call it Ferrari DNF all season until that happens. Yeah, yeah, that's a good shout. Uh, my one's, my one's a big shout, um, and this would be amazing if it happens. But I'm going to go yet like again this. a double DNF for Alpine for the third week in a row. Oh, that would be amazing. Yeah, I'm going right, big Alpine air. double DNF. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like the that. big class. That would be savage. Yeah, yeah. I'd give you the, I, I'd ask you for the lotto numbers on that one. That'd be great. <laughs> all right, uh, Isidro. Are you going with Piastri outside the top 10? <laughs> <laughs> you still looking at last week's? No, Alonso outside the top 10. <laughs> okay. that's, a little, that's a little bit more possible now. 
Yeah, he so. finished fifth, seven, and nine today. So yeah. he probably finished eleven on Belgium, but let's just say outside top ten. Yeah, good yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think that's a safe one now. All right, my surprise. I'm going fucking now. This this is uh, going for full air on this one as well. Like, I'm going for Daniel Ricciardo. Oh, inside the top ten. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Not expecting um, too much of that off the diary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I know, but I, yeah, not impossible to know that made it twice. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to wipe out the two Alpines first <laughs> and then go on for victory. Give me points. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. I was going to go for something else, but I think I've changed my mind now. I'm going to go for Bottas inside the top 10. Um, I was going to go for Albon top 10, but that's just, it's been done so many times. So, yeah, although they haven't looked, and, and the fact now that it, I don't yeah, know. Go with Bottas top ten. Go with Bottas. <laughs> I, th- I think it's more likely that a Bottas top ten happens than an Albon top ten. To well, it depends if they do the qualifying that they did this weekend, next weekend. Then I have a feeling that the Alpines are, or the um, sorry, the uh, Williams. Williams are going to start probably in the the sort of the back end of the grid. So, um, so yeah, I think it probably. I think Azidro's right. I think, it's, or sorry, I think you're right. I think it's more likely the Bottas, Bottas will get into the in top ten. Hmm. All right, Zidro, what do we got? Albon top 10. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> uh, Isidro just switches off his brain on a Sunday. like, oh, <laughs> Mr. Excitement. Alonso, <laughs> <laughs> uh, our Albon top 10 finish. As if F1 wasn't boring enough already. Belgium <laughs> meets a fast race for the Williams. So. Yeah, that's true. That's true. No, it is true. That, But it, I think it comes down to the qualifying format. I don't know. I, I, it's is a this... sprint race weekend as well. Ooh. Ooh. Didn't re- didn't realize that. Interesting. Shit. <laughs> yeah. I don't know whether it's going to change my plan. It will, however, change what I'm going to do in the F1 Fantasy League that we don't have the results for yet. Um, <laughs> but, um, all right. Well, that's... Uh, I think that's us. That's us. That's it. All right. Well, uh, join us. We're back next week for uh, the Belgium Grand Prix. And then, uh, then I think it's a, it's like a three or four week break then for, for after that. So, uh, and we will be taking a three or four week break. <laughs> We're all going on our summer holidays. Sorry, go on, Dave. Yeah, no, you're right. I wasn't going to join in with you. I was just going to let you die sorry. alone. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, until uh, next week, we will see you then.